0: This episode is brought to you by State Farm. Leaving out the avocado in your salad to save money is not good for morale or your fiber intake. Luckily, State Farm knows the value of the little things. It's why they've got options like insuring your home and ride with surprisingly great rates on both. Because you shouldn't have to give up what you love for great insurance. For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron. And veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Sunday, January 2nd, Ian Cameron. Uh, alone in the host chair today, just me flying solo, Sunday edition of the Ice Guys, uh, and we're ready to break down the Sunday card, a bigger Sunday card than normal. We've got seven uh, NHL games on tap for today. Before we get to today's games, briefly, let's look back on what we saw uh, last night uh, in NHL action. Certainly, uh, it was a uh, interesting night, uh, to say the least, actually day and night, a lot of afternoon games uh, yesterday as well. I mentioned liking a small bet on Buffalo, and boy, they gave me a they gave me something to hang on to at least. Even though we ultimately fell short, Boston rallies to beat Buffalo in overtime, four uh, three. Certainly felt like it was a good bet with a bad result. Let's put it that way. Uh, when you can get a plus, you know, two fifty underdog in that range, like we had with Buffalo, and they led in the third period of that game before Boston uh, ended up tying it. Uh, you always feel that, Hey, you still made a good bet, even though the result didn't go your way, but the Bruins find a way, not pretty, uh, but they get two points with a four, three win over the Buffalo Sabres. And Alex Tuck gets his first goal with the Buffalo Sabres, despite it, a losing effort. Uh, the Montreal Canadians, barely enough players to field team. We talked about that yesterday, put a roster on the ice. They barely had enough players to do that. Uh, and boy, they battled their hearts out against Florida as long as they could. But, uh, they ended up getting worn down, as you kind of expected they might, uh, and they ended up losing 5-2 to the Florida Panthers. Crazy game with Carolina-Columbus. Uh, brutal start for Carolina, down 4-0 in that game at one point, and they rally for seven straight goals, five of them uh, in the third period. A crazy comeback for Carolina. 4 nothing deficit turns into a 7-4 win for Carolina. And look out for this Hurricanes team. Uh, this is a team that is really playing good hockey. Uh They've been terrific in all three zones, neutral zone, defensive zone, offensive zone, dairy. They're one of the complete teams. They can play and win multiple different ways. You know, they could beat you in a high scoring game like yesterday. If they need to tighten it up, play low scoring games, find a way to win a white knuckler. They can do that as well. Uh, It's been impressive to see Carolina uh, continue to play well. Uh And they, uh, certainly uh, give them full marks for a 4 nothing deficit erased and a 7-4 win over Columbus. The struggles continue for the Edmonton Oilers. They lose 3-2 in overtime to the Islanders. They do pick up a point once again. Uh, but still, they got to try to start putting wins on the board. And all of a sudden, this was a team that was, you know, we're talking about one of the best records in the NHL through the first, I would say, two, three weeks uh, of the season. And, and now we're seeing Edmonton really start to fall off quite a bit to the point now where they're trying to hang on to playoff positioning uh, in the wildcard uh, race right now. So it's been tough for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, again, they've had some defensive issues. The goaltending certainly from Mike Smith hasn't been terrific and depth scoring continues to be major, major concern. What do you have ever get from the third and the fourth line for this Edmonton team uh, on a consistent basis? Not a whole lot. And that's probably going to have to change if they want to make a deep playoff run. Uh, In the spring, Uh, in terms of other games last night, Nashville pumps Chicago six to one. Uh, I had the team total over for Nashville. So nice, easy winner there. And uh, look, we said Colin Delia. He hadn't played all year in the NHL level, uh, playing out of necessity because Marc-Andre Fleury and Kevin Lankinen both were not available to start that game for Chicago yesterday. And uh, definitely he didn't play great. Uh, You could say Chicago wasn't great in front of him, but Delia definitely could tell there was some there was some rust when it comes to the way he performed yesterday. Um, speaking of bad performances, the Minnesota Wild, someone had to shake them out of their slumber and say, hey, you do realize this is the winter classic, right? You do realize you're hosting the game, right? Because for two periods, it looked like they couldn't care less. I mean, they were just lethargic. They, were, they weren't moving their feet. They were getting outplayed, out-hustled, out-battled, every word you could think of. That's what was happening to Minnesota. St. Louis was dominant in the first two periods. They truly deserved that six to two lead. Probably put it on cruise control a little bit in the third period, allowed Minnesota to get back in it a little bit. But nevertheless, that's a thoroughly disappointing effort for a team playing at home, hosting an outdoor winter classic, and a team that was coming off four losses going into that game, four losses in a row. Expected better out of the Minnesota Wild. But, you know, credit to St. Louis. And I said this on Twitter during the game. This might be the most depth-laden offensive Blues team I've seen in a while in terms of scoring. When you've got what they have right now, and they've got a lot, and they've got a lot because everybody's you know feeling good and playing well at the same time. Ryan O'Reilly, David Perron, Jordan Kairou, Vladimir Tarasenko looks like a uh, a new man again and, and re- a totally resurgent uh, individual. You get Pavel Buchnevich from the Rangers. You don't even have Braden Shen yet who's still out. Wait till you get him back. Brandon Sod's had a decent season, the old veteran forward. So all of a sudden, Robert Thomas continues to improve. I mean, you've all of a sudden got a bunch of different game breakers up, up front at the forward position that maybe you didn't have. I'm not sure St. Louis had this kind of offensive depth even a couple of years ago when they won the Stanley Cup uh, in 2019. So uh, it's impressive right now. The Blues playing good hockey, and they keep it rolling yesterday with that 6-4 win. Uh, over minnesota in the winter classic of that game uh all right what else did we have yesterday uh toronto shutting out ottawa six nothing um just another pretty bad effort from ottawa last night uh, a lot like what we saw from minnesota for the first two periods just outworked didn't generate much the leafs put the clamp down on them they really didn't get much going offensively uh, it was just too easy of a hockey game for the leafs as they dominate the sends en route to a 6-nothing shutout win. I was impressed with Toronto to be off as long as they were and to be that crisp, you know, at both ends of the ice. Very impressive uh, by the Leafs. Um, LA beats Philadelphia 6 to 3. Uh kind of mad I didn't bet the over there. I, I should have known Martin um you know the uh Philadelphia Flyers uh, uh might struggle a little bit there uh, in that game. Uh that's definitely something that concerned me going into it. Um, and sure enough, they lose six, three to the uh, LA Kings, uh, in that one, just inconsistent. You know, that's why the, uh, Philadelphia Flyers are, are where they are in the standings. And, uh, you know, just inconsistent from one game to the next. And just like Martin Jones, inconsistent from one game to the next, he gives up two goals, looks terrific against Seattle and gives up five goals last night in the loss to the LA Kings. That's Martin Jones. You can't bank on him, uh, two games in a row. Uh, I, I was foolish of me to think that we could bank on him to play good two games in a row. That did not happen. And LA gets the win six to three. Uh, and the final game, Vancouver, which was a winner for me, Vancouver with the win against Seattle five to two. It just felt like a cheap price. Vancouver's the much better team right now. Seattle continues to have a tough time winning games. Continue to struggle to keep the puck out of their own net. That happened again last night. Not again. Another not so great night for Grubauer. Now, granted. A couple of those goals he had no chance on, but still, nevertheless, a rough night for Seattle. It felt like it was a cheap price delay on the road with Vancouver, given the way they've played under Bruce Boudreaux, and they got the job done 5-2. All right, let's go to Sunday. We'll start with the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Rangers. and Er There's a bunch of afternoon games. In fact, there's only one night game. Six of the seven games are day games today, starting with the Lightning and Rangers. Tampa Bay minus 120. uh, Road favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, We don't know yet who's going to be in net as of uh, right now for the Lightning. Uh, We think there's a potential for Vasilevsky uh, to return here. He's taken off. He's been cleared from COVID-19 protocol on Saturday. Uh, You would think that he's going to have a chance to start in this game, although it's not been confirmed. Uh, Look, he's been great in the month of December. 7-0, 2.12 goals against average, 933 save percentage. Terrific numbers. Yeah, he's been out for a little bit on COVID protocol, but obviously the Lightning are going to welcome him back with open arms. With all due respect to Brian Elliott, you know, he's just a backup goalie at this stage of his career. Certainly would take Vasilevsky in a heartbeat over Maxime Legacy, who's not even on the roster now with uh, Vasilevsky being cleared. He was uh, pretty dreadful uh, against Florida uh, earlier this week. So they're definitely going to welcome uh, the return of Vasilevsky. Not confirmed, but I'd be shocked if he's not in net. Uh, Rangers with the 4-3 win against the Lightning on Friday night uh, in Tampa. Tampa will look to return the favor here. It feels like a Tampa Bay spot for sure. I mean, I wouldn't begrudge anyone looking at the lightning here, minus 115, minus 120. They're off two straight losses. They might have Vasilevsky back in net, probably a good chance of that. Uh, So you would think that gives them the edge here a little bit uh, in this game. So I absolutely would lean a little bit to the uh, Tampa Bay side. I would lean over the total at five and a half now, just because of the series history. We're talking about six and two over the total. Uh, In the last eight meetings between the lightning and the Rangers and uh, yeah, Vasilevsky's back, but you know, he's talking we're talking about a guy that, uh, you know, has now not played for a little bit of time. Remember, you know, he hasn't played any of these games for Tampa Bay since before the break. So, you know, we're talking about an extended layoff for Vasilevsky. They're happy to have him back. It's one of the premier goalies in the league. Will he be, will he play like a premier goalie today with all the time off? That ends up being the question here. So, I'd still lean Lightning, you know, short turnaround, rapid revenge spot, losing to the Rangers the previous night. And to be honest with you, when it comes to the Rangers, you know, they haven't been, they've been, um, they've been good at home, uh, but they've been every bit as good on the road. So uh, don't underestimate the potential here for the um, Tampa Bay Lightning to get the win. I mean, the Rangers still have a decent home record, eight and five, but they've been even better on the road uh, this year. So Tampa Bay to go on the road and maybe win this game wouldn't surprise me. Uh, like I say I don't I'm passing the game but I'll throw it a lean to Tampa Bay minus 115 and I'll lean to the over at five and a half if it's six I probably don't bet I don't even lean to the over but five and a half uh given the series history and really given the fact Tampa's trended over uh in the last uh, four games uh, all four of them have gone over the total the last four and the Rangers uh last two since the break have gone over the total so uh that's why five and a half I would lean that way San Jose pittsburgh uh, Pittsburgh minus 170 to minus 175 home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game between these two teams should be an interesting one. Here, Pittsburgh, uh, we'll see how they fare in this game. Uh, we're talking about a, a Penguins team that you know it's been uh, a while since we've seen them uh, in action uh, prior to this game, so uh, we'll see if how they're able to fare now uh, for the, uh, returning to play here uh, for a early home game against San Jose. Uh, when you look at the Sharks. Um, You know, it's going to be interesting with uh, San Jose kind of overachieved, in my opinion, early in the season. Will that continue now uh, the rest of the way? I honestly have my doubts, uh, to be quite honest. I'm not sure San Jose is going to be one of those teams that's going to maintain their spot in the uh, playoff race long-term. And what we saw from the Toronto Maple Leafs last night is a reminder that sometimes, you know what, teams can actually play well when a long layoff occurs. And we certainly saw that from Toronto. I was beyond impressed with how fluid the passing was, how good the defensive communication and coverage in the, in in the defensive zone was for the Leafs last night for a team that had not played, you know, in a very long period of time. So I was definitely impressed by what we saw there. Uh, And when you look at this game here, you know, when you're thinking of teams that, you know, might be able to uh, handle, you know, an extended layoff a little bit better than others, you know, when you look at the uh, Pittsburgh uh, Penguins, you know, this might be a team that's able to handle it a little bit better. You know, they've got a lot of experience, certainly, uh, up front uh, with Crosby uh, and and company and Latang, of course, leading them on the blue line. I mean, they've definitely got a team that you would think on paper might be able to handle the rigors of an extended layoff. Know how to keep themselves ready, that kind of thing. So I would lean Pittsburgh here in regulation uh, in this one. I will have a small bet on it. I just think, you know, Uh, Sometimes, you know, when you get these layoffs, you can handle them. I think Pittsburgh's one of those teams I would trust to be able to handle it here. They're minus 115 right now uh, in regulation. And when you look at it, you know, Carter, Malkin, Kapanen uh, are the main uh, guys still out here for this team. And it does concern me too. Tristan Jari uh, is on COVID protocol, and it it means that Casey DeSmith uh, is going to end up getting the start in net. And although I will say Casey DeSmith's played uh, reasonably better. Uh, the last few games here for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Remember, earlier in the season, he was going through a little bit of a rough patch, uh, but uh, last couple starts were very good. You know, he had the shutout against Anaheim on December 11th, 33 saves, uh, shutting out the Ducks, and then he gave up just one goal to Seattle uh, before that. So much better in his last two outings uh, in between the pipes for DeSmith for the Penguins. And uh, I'll look toward them here Uh, in regulation. uh, You can get that around minus 115 Uh, in this game. All right, Boston-Detroit, Boston minus 150, road favorites, 5.5 the total uh, in this game. This is a pass for me. I don't really have a strong feel either way. It is the Bruins on a back-to-back in this game. Detroit definitely has a rest advantage. Uh, They played Friday against Washington, their first game back following the break. Uh, So a little bit of a rest edge for Detroit. Boston on the second of back-to-backs here. But when you look at the uh, Detroit Red, uh, Red Wings, Uh, Actually, both of these teams, I should say, they're relatively healthy, considering we've got still a lot of different teams battling COVID protocol issues. These are two of the teams that are relatively well accounted for, for the most part, going into this game today. The Bruins, other than uh, Jakob Zaboral on the blue line and Carson Kuhlman, they've got all hands on deck again, fully healthy. The Red Wings are only missing uh, Nick Letty and Troy Stetcher on the blue line. They've missed Vron all year, so I really don't need to mention him. But, you know, they've got most of their guys available to them as well. Swayman, by the way, will be in net here for the Bruins today. Jeremy Swayman, which is not a surprise. We saw Linus Allmark get the start against his former team, the Buffalo Sabres, on Saturday. So not a surprise Boston will go with uh, Jeremy Swayman on the back-to-back here. You know, these are games Boston's got to win because they've, you know, they've been up and down for the majority of the season. Uh, Detroit can sometimes be feisty in these spots, and they actually do have a good home record, 11-6. and six. guess if I had to, I'd lean Detroit, um, but I'm probably going to stay off this game. Uh, it'll be a pass for me with the Bruins and the Red Wings. Uh, Anaheim, Colorado. We've got Colorado minus 275, home favorite, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, Colorado Avalanche, another team returning to action for the first time in a while. So how will this team be? Will there be sloppy play? We, again, a lot of games for these teams off the layoff. We've seen sloppy play. We didn't necessarily see it from, again, for the most Toronto. I'm going to keep going back to the Leafs, but that was about as clean a defensive game as you could ever ima- imagine or want for a head coach uh, when you're coming out of a long layoff like that. So will we get that from the Colorado Avalanche here? And they, of course, got riddled with COVID-19 issues Uh, which led to multiple postponements for them. But the good news is they returned to play here today where other than, you know, uh, Ryan Murray on the blue line and Valerie Nachushkin up front on the forward group uh, for the uh, avalanche and Nachushkin's absence is an injury absence. It's an upper body injury. It's not COVID-19. Other than that, this team's got everybody ready to go for this game, this return to play here against the Anaheim Ducks and this is going to be our chance to see what this Colorado team is made of now because, look, they got Devon Taves, Kale McCarr, Bowen Byram, Samuel Gerrard, Eric Johnson, Jack Johnson. They've got pretty much their blue line intact, and they've got pretty much their forward group now, everybody accounted for outside of Nechushkin, Landeskog, McKinnon, Rantanen, Comfort, Kadri, Burakovsky, Alex Newhook, Logan O'Connor, Darren Helm. And you know what's amazing, too, about Colorado? Now that they're fully healthy up front, Landeskog, McKinnon, Rantanen, top line is intact uh, intact again and reunited. JT Comfer can slide into the second line with Kadri and Burakovsky. And all of a sudden, guys like Alex Newhook and Logan O'Connor, I mentioned those two in particular, players that really made an offensive difference for the Colorado Avalanche when there were other guys out of the lineup, when they were playing in an elevated role in the top six forward group. Well, now you drop those guys to the third line, Alex Newhook and Logan O'Connor. You talk about providing even more depth offensively. These are guys that play great hockey offensively for the Avalanche when there were other forwards out and missing going into the break. And now you put Newhook and O'Connor on the third line. And man, does this team ever become tough to match up against? Because now you've got three lines that you've really got to be weary of uh, if you're the opposing team trying to defend uh, the Avalanche. Uh, so it becomes <laughs> it becomes really, really a, a depth-laden team. I mean, that's assuming New Hook and O'Connor keep playing well, if they do, and you, p- you put them on the third line, and you've got your second line, which can contribute, and then, of course, your dynamic top line. I mean, it just makes Colorado just even more dangerous and probably will be trouble here. I like the over in this game a little bit here at six uh, in this one. I could see this one being a Colorado team where it's full of energy. I could see the first period over also being worth a look. I know um, my pal Andrew has mentioned the double up plays, you know, multiple times here uh, since we've returned from the Christmas break that, you know, in some of these games, he's looking at first period and full game over splits. This could be one of those games to do it. Like uh, you look at Colorado. The one concern here for Anaheim is they are still without some of their offensive difference makers, namely, Adam Henrique, Trevor Zegras, of course, is the big one, but they're also without two starting defensemen, Josh Mahura and Cam Fowler. And again, when you're talking about cluster absences, multiple absences along the blue line, you're usually it's usually going to be a problem trying to keep the puck out of your own net. You're going to have a harder time. And boy, what a game! To, what a team to have to play here, Colorado, when you're dealing with a couple of starting defensemen out. So. Uh, I think this could be uh, a game where you see some goals here. Uh, lean first period. Definitely on the full game over six. Lean the first period over here uh, as well uh, in this one. All right, New Jersey, Washington. We've got Washington minus 220. Home favorite, six the total uh, in this game. Devils uh, and Capitals. Uh, the Devils, you know, uh, we'll have to uh, see how they if they can keep it rolling. Uh, beat Buffalo, which, again, that's not saying much, but still a good win for a team that had lost six in a row before the break. And they follow that up in a crazy game Friday afternoon with the Edmonton Oilers. That game was just wild back and forth. No lead was safe. And eventually the devils look like they're going to lose five, four. They tie the game with 30 seconds to go. And then they win in overtime uh, on Friday against Edmonton six to five. So I'll tell you what devils, you know, they found ways to win. Um, They're scoring goals again. I would lean over here as well. Uh, in this game devils and capitals it probably will be a play of mine like in the over here at six uh, in this game i'm not sold yet on the washington defensive play you're talking about a crippled blue line right now uh nick jensen martin for for uh and of course um justin schultz among others uh on the blue line multiple absences and like i say with this Devils team right now with what we've seen, Jack Hughes playing great. Pavel Zaka stepped up. Dawson Mercer. Jesper bratt has been really good lately uh, up front, Uh, you know, and uh, this all of a sudden the Devils uh, team that since the uh, break, they've suddenly been able to uh, find the back of the net. Now wait till they get uh, Nico Hishier going. Uh, That remains to be seen. Now he did not play in the game against Edmonton, uh, but uh, he was on the ice. Uh, it looks like there's a chance he might be able to return here. Actually, he is going to be in the lineup today, Nico Heeshear, in this game. He didn't play uh, against Edmonton uh, on Friday, but Nico Heeshear will be back uh, on the ice and in the lineup here uh, in this game for the uh, New Jersey Devils. So uh, keep an eye on that. Uh, this is one where I could see goals. Again, the Devils have played um, a, a pretty good, They've been very good offensively. They've not been so good defense. I still have my issues with Mackenzie Blackwood. He's not exactly a goaltender that's got a boatload of confidence right now. He's not exactly been a brick wall in net this year. 3.24 goals against average, 8.97 save percentage. His last four starts, he's given up three goals, five goals, four goals, and three goals. I mean, uh, that's definitely not what you want to see from your goaltender. So uh, I like Devil's Capitals over six here. Uh, in this game. All right. We got Winnipeg and Vegas. Now the last of the afternoon games on this Sunday card, Vegas minus minus one forty home favorites here, six, the total, uh, in this game. Um, Vegas, of course, we talk about how I was so impressed with them against Anaheim on Friday. Uh, that was a game where, you know, first time playing without stone and patch again, just when you got those guys back, just when you were fully healthy up front, those guys go uh, end up out again due to I- injuries and here we go again, you're thinking, wow, we got to play without these guys again. Um, And wow, what a first impression with with those two players uh, against Anaheim, just dominant uh, by the Vegas Golden Knights. Terrific performance in that victory uh, over Anaheim. Sometimes you get that though, right? The first game with those key players out, you get the win. Uh, We'll see if they can carry that over here to this game against Winnipeg. The Jets are another one of those teams that it's been a while since we've seen them uh, on the ice. How does the layoff affect them? I'm willing to take the take a shot here with the Jets uh, at a, at an underdog price here. You can get plus one twenty to plus one twenty five here uh, with the Winnipeg Jets uh, in this game. Uh, I think that's worth a look. I mean, sometimes you see that with the team when Pataretti's stone out, and and look, Vegas still has plenty of offensive depth, and they showed you that. And, and that's why they've been so good over the last month or two is that they've had your Chandler Stephenson's and your Matias Janmarks, Dodonov, Marchisso. Carlson Smith, they've stepped up. Will Carrier's chipped in goals. Nicholas Waugh has helped score some goals lately with other key absences for the Golden Knights. They've all stepped up for them. So this is not a team that you say, wow, they can't win without Pacioretty and Stone. No, incorrect. They have proven all year they can win without those guys. But that was an extra, I think, enhanced step-up effort against Anaheim. First time without Pacioretty and Stone again. You often get that. First game without key players, everybody steps up. Not that they won't here and certainly they're tough to beat at home. We know how good T-Mobile Arena is in terms of a home ice advantage, uh, a building where they're 11 and 7 this year. Uh, but for the Winnipeg Jets, they got their first win uh, right before the break, right before the pause against St. Louis, their first win under Dave Lowry, the interim coach after he took over from Paul Maurice who resigned. And, you know, I think this team has a run in them. I think there's a good hockey team still. Maybe I'm wrong. We're going to we're going to find that out now moving forward because if the Jets are going to you know, make that push. It's gonna be now. Uh, they've certainly had uh, some practice time get you know, they looked that was a really good game, by the way, against St. Louis. And let's not forget St. Louis, how good they're playing right now. So don't, you know, don't underrate and undervalue that win that Winnipeg had against St. Louis right before the break. Uh, I, I leaned it. I like the Jets here. I'll have a bet on them here, plus one twenty 120, plus one twenty-five. Not significant because it's not easy to go against Vegas, but You know, the Jets, to me, I think are worth a shot here at this price. Uh, Again, I like the way their game, complete overall game was against um, St. Louis before the break. As far as the total goes, I do like it over the total as well. Again, you've got, uh, uh, again, I'm looking to bet Winnipeg games over the total. Simple as that. I said before the break, Dave Lowry's time, I'll push the puck north-south get the transition game going. We want to play fast. We want to move the puck fast. We want to you know, make sure we create enough chaos and traffic in front of the net. It's basically play fast, move the puck fast, move your feet quickly, make plays, get to the front of the net, crash the net, look for loose uh, pucks as well. He's really emphasized Dave Lowry as well. Net front presence, traffic in front of the net, make it difficult for the opposing team blue line, the opposing team goaltender. Uh, And I think you're going to keep seeing that here. And uh, Winnipeg's gone uh, over the total, of course, I believe in back-to-back games. Yeah, the Washington game uh, against Winnipeg went over the total, which was Lowry's first behind the bench as the interim head coach. And then the St. Louis game did, which was actually my best bet uh, on uh, the uh, show that day for the Ice Guys, was that Winnipeg-St. Louis over on that Sunday afternoon game. I like the over here as well, Uh, Jets and Golden Knights, as well as Winnipeg here at a plus one twenty price. All right, final game of this Sunday card: Calgary Flames, Chicago Blackhawks. Calgary minus one looks like minus one ninety to minus two hundred uh, road favorites. Five and a half the total here uh, in this game um, for Chicago. This all comes down to I don't want you know goaltending. I don't want to always make it seem like it's the be all end all, but the goaltender is like the quarterback in football, like the starting pitcher in baseball, like the point guard in basketball it's the most important position on the team it just is it's the biggest difference maker and if a team wins or loses is the play from that one position the quarterback in football the point guard in basketball the starting pitcher in baseball and of course the goaltender in hockey so when you look at it here uh, for the uh when you look at it here for the chicago blackhawks like i said the goaltender is the number 1 position in hockey it has no there's no greater uh impact on a game being won or lost than the play of the goaltender in hockey just like the quarterback in football, the starting pitcher in baseball and the point guard in basketball. And for Chicago, we saw the effects of Colin Delia being in net last night or yes yesterday afternoon rather in Nashville. He just wasn't ready. You know, he hadn't played a game in the NHL all year. He was an emergency starter out of necessity with uh, Mark Andre Fleury and Kevin Lankinen both on COVID protocol for the uh Chicago Blackhawks. And I don't know if either of them are coming off that protocol because they both went in on Friday. Uh actually it looks actually, you know what? Hold the phone on that. Lankanen is went into protocol Friday. Marc-Andre Fleury cleared protocol uh apparently early this morning. However, apparently, Arvid Soderblom Uh, is apparently going to be starting, it looks like, for Chicago. I'm just reading this now. Yes, Arvid Soderblom is going to be in net here for the uh, Chicago Blackhawks today. Now, he actually came into the game yesterday uh, in relief of Colin Delia uh, because, obviously, Delia had a rough game after the three goals. They pulled him, and Soderblom went in uh, and finished that game. Uh, It looks like he's going to be the guy because Fleury is cleared from protocol, but for some reason, he's not returning to uh, action immediately. Um, so maybe it's a nagging injury then, and of course, Lankin is unavailable. They're not putting Delia in again after what we saw yesterday. So it's Arvid Soderblom who came in net, uh, who enter, entered the game yesterday, uh, in relief of um Delia. We'll see how he fares here, but um, I don't know, we'll have to wait and see. I like Calgary in regulation here, they're, they're the rested team as well. Uh, it was a pretty solid I was impressed with Calgary, even if it was against Seattle. We talked about Seattle struggling, but. I was impressed with uh, Calgary. They looked sharp. They looked crisp. They actually dominated the play. They controlled the play. They had the puck more often. They outshot Seattle, outchanced Seattle. It's a pretty solid The only part of Calgary's game that was a little off the mark in that Seattle victory was Jacob Markstrom, actually, in net. I don't think he was uh, on top of his game. Uh, he, he was struggling. He was fighting the puck a little bit. Uh, but I thought the team in front of him played very well. Uh, they've got the rest advantage. Chicago, we saw yesterday, the 6-1 loss to Nashville. going to have trouble keeping the puck out of their own net. You're talking about guys that I'm not convinced they're ready for NHL level goaltending right now, or ready for uh, goaltending at the NHL level, whether it's Delia or whether it's Arvid Soderblom here tonight, who will get the start for the Blackhawks. You would think it's going to be Jacob Markstrom here in net for Calgary, Although it's not confirmed, but I like Calgary here in regulation, which is minus 130. Uh, and I like the over here, five and a half, even money. Uh, worth a bet here uh, at this number because I think, you know, with Calgary, they'll be able to find the back of the net. Uh, maybe Chicago can as well. And I think Chicago's probably after yesterday thinking, boy, we're down to basically third, fourth goalies on our uh, organizational depth chart right now. We'd better plan on. Getting our offense going, we'd better plan on scoring some goals if we're going to win games right now. So I think that's going to be a, a mindset that leads to a more aggressive approach offensively here for Chicago. So for me, Calgary in regulation and also over five and a half uh, in this one. All right, before we wrap up the show uh, with best bets, a reminder DraftKings sportsbook of course are great uh, partners here at the Hockey Podcast Network uh, and the Ice Guys. Of course, one of the great books it is truly for uh, betting NHL hockey. Reminder that if you're a new customer, get involved uh, with DraftKings. Take advantage. If you're a new customer, all you have to do is bet on either team to score a goal. It really is that simple. You know, bet on either team to score a goal. That's all it takes. New customers, you bet just $1. Any NHL game, win $100 in free bets if either team scores. You know, someone's going to score now because there's no ties in NHL action. So take advantage of it. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, and official Sports betting partner of the NHL must be 21 years of age or older must reside in a DraftKings sportsbook state new customers only minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required one per customer restrictions apply see draftkings.com/sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER download the DraftKings sportsbook app sign up for an account and use the promo code THPN all right best bets for this um Sunday NHL card um I'm going back and forth between the over in the Colorado game and the over in the Winnipeg-Vegas game, and I'm going to go with the over in the Winnipeg-Vegas game. Um, I like. I, I really do think we'll see goals. We've seen enough evidence that without Pacioretty and Stone, this is still a very capable Vegas team offensively, uh, even with those two guys out. I think the Jets are going to be able to find the back of the net, playing with a brand-new level of pace, tempo, uh, an, uh, just an emphasis on, you know, just shooting the puck from anywhere, getting traffic to the net. And, and I think with the skill that this Winnipeg team still has up front, when you're talking Shifley and you're talking uh, Kyle Connor, and you're ta- and, and there's still a great, and, and Pierre-Luc Dubois and Nikolai Ehlers, uh, you've definitely got game breakers to make that kind of system work for Dave Lowry. And I think you'll see uh, a nice back and forth affair here. Uh, th- and I like the Winnipeg side as well, but for the best bet for this Sunday, Uh, edition of the ice guys will go with winnipeg vegas over six uh, minus 105 Uh, that'll be uh, my best bet for this sunday card and that'll wrap up this edition of the ice guys thanks to everyone for tuning in live on youtube hit the like button uh, on the way out if you haven't done that already and a reminder that the ice guys is live seven days a week monday to friday 2 p.m eastern saturday and sunday noon eastern If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. I'm Ian Cameron. Thank you for watching. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Monday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.